Hey everybody, it's Chris. If you're a sports fan like me, or you're just a fan of a great story, you gotta check out Press Box Access, a sports history podcast hosted by Todd Jones. Todd sits down with fellow sports writers who experienced firsthand some of the biggest sports moments of the past 50 years, and they share some of the stories behind the stories, some of which they've only told to each other. What I personally love are the wild stories that you might not hear so much about on SportsCenter over the years. Like when Indiana-based sports journalist Bob Kravitz recounts the time Bobby Knight showed up naked to an office meeting with him and then banned him from the Hoosiers' locker room for the next three years because Bob wrote a story he didn't like. Or when Alexander Wolfe tells a story about going out on the town in Chicago with Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra in the middle of a Bulls playoff series. Or when Dan Wetzel talks about what it was like to be in the media room when Temple basketball coach John Chaney stormed into UMass coach John Calipari's press conference after a game and threatened to kill him. These wild and fun stories, paired with stories about real sports greatness, you know, like the 1970s Steelers being the greatest NFL dynasty ever, or the legendary rivalry between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and even the impact of protests for social justice issues in sports, make Pressbox Access a show you should check out. Pressbox Access is part of the Evergreen Podcast family, and it's available all the places you get your pods, and you can also find Pressbox Access on YouTube. Go check it out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, I know what you're doing. I see it all too clear. I only taste the saline when I kiss away your tears. You In November of 1996, Singer-songwriter Duncan Sheik released the single Barely Breathing, a catchy and relatable song that walked the line between alternative and adult contemporary. The non-stop hooks and intelligent lyrics kept the song on the Billboard Hot 100 for an impressive 55 straight weeks. On this episode, I'm joined by my friend and another Cheetah bandmate, Johnny Etzconish, and together we will decide if the song is worth the price we'll pay, or if Duncan Sheik is a fool to imagine that we care. So, Johnny, you picked an absolute jam. This was uh, quite possibly, I'm not trying to spoil the end of the episode. It's one of my all-time favorite one-hit wonders, Barely Breathing by Duncan Sheik. And uh, what made you pick this song? Well, Matt sent me the list, and I originally looked at it. And I think the original one I wanted to do, someone else had taken it prior to this. But I looked at the list of songs, potential songs, and I looked at this one, and I'm like, this is the clear-cut one to do. And I was thinking, it's so good that how is it even a one-hit wonder? 
So I'm going to make a bold statement saying this might be the best one-hit wonder ever. Whoa, slow down a little bit. I agree that it's an amazing song. And Duncan Sheik went on to have a lot of success, you know, as a solo artist with sort of a cult following, but also as a composer on Broadway and things like that. So as a solo artist, definitely this would be the song that the average person would know. It's very relatable. Every aspect of this song is catchy. And I would say that this song is the epitome of adult contemporary music. When I think of a perfect adult contemporary song, I think Duncan Sheik, Barely Breathing is amazing. You know, for me, Barely Breathing is just all around an incredible song. Yeah. And, you know, you got a guest on here, Paul. I told him I was doing, I said, hey, I'm doing the best one hit wonder ever. And he's like, what is it? And I was like, Duncan Cheek. He's like, yep, that's it. That's the best one. So yeah. he was on the show and he even agreed with me that he thought it was the best one hit wonder. Right. Okay. So since you brought up our buddy, Paul, who for anyone who's listening and doesn't know, Paul and I have played in bands together forever. Actually, Paul, myself, and Johnny, the guests, they play in a band together called Another Cheetah. But Paul and I, Paul's been in and out of Punchline many times over the years and it completely relates to Duncan Sheik because Duncan Sheik has a song called Genius. And around the time that Punchline was in our early touring years, this album, Daylight was the name of the album, that was like a regular album we listened to all the time in the van. And there's this song called Genius. And we kind of bit the melody from this song Genius in the song Open Up by Punchline, which was the first track on our album Action. There's actually like this unique thing that Duncan Sheik does in this song Genius, where the melody goes, I don't really need to know every last detail. It's hardly worth going. And in our song Open Up, it, it goes, when it's over, then you wish that you had waited. So it was that really unique melody that we were, I don't want to say ripped off, but definitely were influenced influenced by that Duncan Sheik melody. And that was definitely not the type of melody choice that you would hear in what is widely regarded as pop punk music. And, And we thought that was a really unique thing. And we liked it so much that we made it the opening track on our sort of like, not debut album, but it was a debut album to a lot of people in the world. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. You learned something new. I didn't know Duncan Sheik influenced you on that. It, and I love that line. And now I have to listen to Genius and compare the two. Yeah. So it's crazy. Duncan Sheik is actually an influence on my band. And it's not just some <laughs> one hit wonder dude. But this song, yeah, even before. So this song came out. 96. 96. Okay. So this song came out around the time that. I was starting to play in my band and uh, it was just a perfect song. Even at a time when I was, I bring this up a lot, but I was a little too cool for what was on the radio. I liked punk music and things like that. But this is one of those songs that stood out in the way that like a Gin Blossom song would stick out or something like that and cut through the fact that it was popular and on the radio. I remember we were in high school, 96, and this song came out and I just thought it was a great song. For the radio, I felt it was cool. You know, it was a cooler radio song. But imagine being Duncan Sheik, 96. You put your debut single out, and it it blows up. Like, he got nominated for a Grammy for Best Metal Pop Vocal Performance on his debut single. 
Like, imagine having that feeling. Yeah, that's wild. And I would a lot of times be like, I don't know what the word is, envious or like be like, you didn't even pay your freaking dues. But the fact of the matter is, this dude is such a talent that... Yeah, of course he should be. This song, not only is everything from the verse to the chorus to the bridge of this song catchy. This song is like a nonstop hook. Every line of this song is catchy and not just melodically, but lyrically. I'm sure that 99.9% of people, Johnny, you wouldn't be able to relate to this song at all, would you? (laughs) I mean, every lyric of this song is just so relatable everyone at one point or another has had a person they felt this way about it's kind of that very common theme of kind of being strung along by someone and like are they into me are they not i'm holding on and you know you get excited for a moment and you think things are going to work out and then they pull away that's what i get out of the song Yeah, i just think it's a relationship gone bad i mean it's just a lot of back and forth you know what you thought was real isn't real sort of thing. And, you know, some of the lyrics, they kind of stand out. One thing I love is the line, love the price that you will pay. He mm-hmm. says price three times in three straight sentences, which normally I would not like or think about doing in any type of lyric or any type of writing. But I thought that was pretty cool. And I use Apple Music. I don't know if you use Apple Music or Spotify, but I really like when you put the song on, it plays the lyrics. Yeah. I do it all the time now where I just put the song and I read the lyrics. You're a lyric guy. Yeah. I've had this discussion with a lot of people where it's not that the lyrics aren't important to me, but I can like a song that has great music and great melody if the lyrics are just okay. I can still like that song. Whereas I feel like there's a lot of people out there that can like a song better where the music and melodies are just okay, but the lyrics are really good. I can't. I can't. can't, The the melody and music have to be amazing, and I can sacrifice the quality. They can't be really bad lyrics, but I can sacrifice it for like simple lyrics whereas i feel like the songs where lyrics are amazing but the music isn't that good it's just poetry (laughs) i just read a poetry book if i want i kind of felt like when i was reading this i kind of felt like it was poetry like a lot of these lyrics are poetic but you know for me i feel like i can also like a song where the lyrics are bad and the music's awesome but if you have awesome music and awesome lyrics i mean it's next level for me on you know the music's good and then the lyrics are like incredible. I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about universe punchline song and they kind of have some stuff about astronomy in here, you know, similar to universe. I don't know if you made that correlation or not. I did not. I didn't even Um, know. He talks about black holes. Whoa. Were we, were we influenced again by Duncan Sheik and not even know it? I hope that's the fact. I hope Duncan Sheik is just, I, I, everything that my band does is just influenced by Duncan Sheik. I, I really hope that's yeah, the fact. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the lyric is, wishing on a star, the black holes that surround you are heavier by far. Oh, man. And they talk about confusion, and Punchline always talks about confusion. Wow. Duncan Sheik, our biggest influence. You never would have guessed. I'm cool. I'm fine with that. I'm so glad that our biggest influence is Duncan Sheik and not like phoenix tx (laughs) or some other like pop punk band i listened to when i was 15 and and to touch on the lyrics too i'm sure this happens to a lot of people out there in your head you sing them Mm -hmm. and then when you read them it's like oh it's not that word what did you think the in the chorus where it says i don't know who i'm kidding imagine you care i always thought he said girl i don't Hmm. know he doesn't he doesn't hold out care he says care, and it's just like a one-syllable thing. So, so you thought he was going, imagining you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. 
So All right. I, I was kind of shocked today when I did that, but you could see that. Is it like one of those pictures you look at? It's like the dress where <laughs> if you look at it uh, one way, it's one color. I think the color. problem is your brain, you sing it and, and you hear it so much that you can't even unhear it. You know, yeah. it just gets stuck that it, it's saying that. So, you know, in, in looking at the lyrics, you know, I, I was like, wow, I can't believe that. There's another lyrical thing I want to talk about. So he says in here, I only taste the saline when I kiss away your tears. Do you guys, uh, do you ever taste saline otherwise? <laughs> like what other situation would you taste saline? In the ocean? Would that be saline or would that be salt? Uh, that's salt. I, I don't know if saline, that's a good question. I don't know if saline, I only taste. Okay, so I'm thinking that, you can't look at it in the context of like all the other times I would normally be drinking saline, but I only actually get that nourishment from a tear. I think it's more saying like when I try to kiss away your tears, I literally feel no like there's nothing there except for oh. the taste of saline. Okay. Wow. I'm glad Matt's here. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think that makes sense. You really had me go and wishing on a star. The black holes that surround you are heavier by far. I believed in your confusion. You were so completely torn. It must have been that yesterday was the day that I was born. I like that line. I made a note on that line. It must have been that yesterday was the day that I was born is so clever. It's such a clever way of saying, what do you think I was born yesterday? Right. Like that's, that's so clever. It's cool going through these lyrics and kind of analyzing them because I believed in your confusion. You were so completely torn. Think about how many times if you were in that situation where will we, won't we situation with a significant other and you are waiting for them to make their decision and you're believing that they're, they're all torn up or whatever, but maybe they're just like, oh, whatever, you're just another person. <laughs> I, I'd go on to say that's probably like the best and the worst part of relationships. The not knowing, right. you know, that's great, but then it's also the worst when it doesn't work out. But when you have that glimmer of hope phase where it's uh -huh. like, this could happen, this could be great, is, you know, part of one of the best parts of a relationship. It's exciting. And I've known you long enough to know that if you don't get that little bit of that, I don't know if you're going to be into <laughs> I think there's a lot of people out there like that. If yeah. you don't get that little bit, if it's just like right off the bat, everything's fine. And, and but you, you, maybe you need that little bit. Yeah, of. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, when I was younger, I definitely needed the thrill, the chase to a crazy extent. I think uh -huh. as I've gotten a little bit older, I think that that has toned back. I maybe matured a little bit. Right. But definitely love that when I was younger. Yeah. So, you know, I think most people can probably relate to that being on both sides of that probably at one point or another yeah and not to have paul dominate this episode but a couple years ago he saw duncan cheek live at mr smalls in pittsburgh and he said he was amazing oh yeah he's awesome i i saw duncan cheek before i saw him might have been a carnegie Mellon or something and he he's playing with somebody i don't know if it was ben folds or or what but yeah he's great he's awesome and his name like i didn't find anything out that's his real name yeah. like Duncan Sheik, like he was born to be, <laughs> he was born to be a famous singer, songwriter, composer with a hit from the 90s. It, it does remind me of like, like a Trojan condom name, Duncan Sheik. <laughs> Try on these new Duncan Sheiks, the Duncan Sheik XLs. Duncan Sheik definitely sounds also like a name that would be the artist on the soundtrack to a Ben Stiller rom-com in the 90s. I could definitely see that. It totally fits. He was, he was destined to, to be famous with a name like that. So I actually thought I was doing this podcast last week. Uh -huh. And so I started preparing. And then I said, Chris, are we doing that? He's like, oh, no, that's next week. And I was like, oh, I got my dates mixed up. So I kind of felt like when you're in high school or college and you test or paper gets postponed, uh -huh. like you feel like you have so much time. Yeah. Like I felt like I had so much time. So, And I still last minute did this. Like right. I did it last night, 
today you know i don't know i just tend to like that type of thing where you just like let's get into it and then talk about it right away right Uh, some notes though that i that i made and something very interesting duncan cheek went to brown university right and his fellow student was lisa loeb yeah and he played guitar in a band with her in 1988 what a mega band lisa loeb and duncan cheek who went on to have I don't know the rankings, but I don't know. I don't even know which song is bigger. Such massive and iconic 90s radio hits. Is Lisa Loeb a one hit wonder? Well, that would be one of those ones. She had Do You Sleep also, and she also had one more. I do. I do. Yeah. Those songs are still played. Like those songs would both be played on Wish FM or something like that. So I would actually not consider Lisa Loeb. A one-hit wonder. To answer your question, I think stepping outside of like actual plays and sales, Stay by Lisa Loeb is probably more finely remembered now, like 20 years later. Uh But Duncan Sheik Barely Breathing was at the time of its release the fourth longest song Uh to exist on the Billboard charts. so, So it peaked at number 16 and it was on the charts for 55 straight weeks. 55 weeks is impressive. But I would say Lisa Loeb Stay is a bigger song, in my opinion. I think more people know that song. I, I think this song's better, but I think that's a, probably a bigger... I, when I said best one-hit wonder, I meant the actual song. No, no, no. I know what you're saying. Like, your opinion of how yes. good the song is, not how big it was. Because if we base it off that, <laughs> we'd probably be saying, like, thong song or something or whatever. Yeah. A thing about Lisa Loeb, I love this Lisa Loeb versus Duncan Sheik who wins <laughs> they, they both went to brown together and we're in a band together and who wins the thing about lisa Loeb's stay is like there's almost like a kitschy aspect to it where it's like it has all these memorable lines that are just fun to sing like turn the radio on and turn the radio up and i was playing my song it's just like a cute song for for lack of a better way to put it but it's also but they're also like similar songs they're similar subject matter they're relatable they're catchy as hell from start to finish both of these two came together and they just knew how to write a song where every line was catchy i really like stay i I think it's a great song but i mean you brought up before but how often do you have two people meet in college in a band together and then go on to produce one hit wonders it's probably never happened before yeah that could be true i mean in both songs be such great songs. I don't know. I want to go to that music program at Brown and see what they're doing. They're teaching people how to write absolute pop phenomenons at that place. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm not going to lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy and getting to eat restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. 
Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com slash one hit 50 and use the code one hit 50 to get 50% off. That's code one hit 50, the words one hit and the number 50 that is, at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off. So 1996, he released this song in his album. Uh, it went gold. Mm-hmm. I just kind of followed his, you know, we, we talked about it, but some other songs I liked was On a High and Half Life. Yeah. And then I, I guess maybe Genius, I know it, but I, I didn't, I, on Apple Music top songs, it didn't, it didn't come up. They're all on that Daylight album that came out in 2002, which, you know, that's six years after the, the success of Barely Breathing. So in 2011, I think that's one of his last things he did, but he released an album called Covers 80s. Uh-huh. And it covered Cure, Depeche Mode, Whoa. Smiths. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, and he he was going to go on tour to support that album, and he had to cancel it for treatment of alcohol addiction. Jeez. And that's like the only thing on Duncan Sheik that could, I don't even view it as negative. He's helping, you know, a problem he has getting treatment. But as far as like anything scandalous, anything like that, I found nothing. No. <laughs> like absolutely nothing. Like Duncan Sheik isn't shifty shell shock from uh, crazy town or something. He's, he's, he seems like a pretty quality dude. He's a handsome fella. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, very stylish, handsome guy. He practices Nichiren Buddhism. Nichiren, I love Google pronunciation. I don't know if anyone out there uses it, but if you don't know how to say a word, it's so great. You know, I just hit it because I wouldn't have, it's not intuitive to how to say that. But Nichiren Buddhism is based on the teaching of 13th century Japanese Buddhist priest Nichiren. I'll, I'll, I'll read the doctrine. All people have an innate Buddha nature and therefore inherently capable of attaining enlightenment in their current form in present lifetime. All right. I hear that. <laughs> this sounds dumb, but I feel like we were listening to the Duncan Sheik playlist for an hour before we uh, made this episode. And... I can feel that in his music. It feels like music you might put on to achieve a moment of Zen in your life, or it's very peaceful is is a good word for it. It's feel good and it makes you feel at peace. I could see, you know, doing some yoga to some Duncan Sheik or something like that. So it makes sense. There's three essential aspects to this Buddhism. The undertaking of faith, the practice of chanting, Nam Mayo Renj Kayo, accompanied by the selection, selected recitations of Lotus Sutra and the study of Nietzsche and sculptor writings called Gosho. So, you know, that that's what's cool about, you know, getting into this song being on this podcast is I am now learning, you know, about a type of Buddhism that I never would have learned. And nice. hopefully everyone here is learning today too. Yeah. Nice. And when you look at what was going on when Barely Breathing came out, it's kind of interesting because this was, you know, High school for us, maybe for Matt, middle school, either fifth or sixth okay, grade. All right. Yeah, you're you're getting. We there. were. I was in ninth. You were in tenth. Yeah, coming into your own a little bit, Matt. Matt was spr- sprouting a chest hair too at this time. <laughs> <laughs> I had plenty of them by then. But I want you by Savage Garden was that like yeah, Savage Garden definitely fits into the Duncan Sheik t- type of thing. Foolish games and you were meant for me by Jewel also singer songwriter soft rock (laughs) and 
I mean, you had hypnotized by Big E and then you had hold me down by Puff Daddy and Mace. So it seemed like at this moment, it was either soft rock singer songwriter or Puff Daddy and Puff Daddy protégés were what was going on in music. And that's not such a bad thing, I guess. I I would have probably leaned into the uh, singer songwriter a little more. I think I came to appreciate Puff Daddy slash P Diddy came to appreciate it a little bit more after the fact, but yeah, but uh, those are pretty distinct types of music: singer songwriter and Puff Daddy type music. Right. So I, I probably actually liked both at the time. Yeah, I liked punk. That was like prime, like punk and ska music for me at the time. Duncan Sheik cut through it for me. The best selling song of that year, nineteen ninety six, was the Macarena. So oh, the, wow. the novelty music really took the crown that well, year. Let but. me ask you something: from doing all these one hit wonders, does it seem like? the 90s lended towards more one-hit wonders than, say, the 2000s or, you know, if it, like, today, in today's music, would you, like, does a one-hit wonder exist? Yeah, I'm trying to think, what what would be a, a one-hit wonder, a recent one-hit wonder? Because we don't, here's the thing, we don't know if it's a one-hit wonder yet. It's tough because so much of, like, and this is going to sound like old man yelling at a cloud, but it's the truth. Like so much of the stuff that's popular is popular because of like a TikTok dance or popular because of like a flash in the moment thing. So it's harder to gauge what's actually so do you think popular a, right the now. The term one hit wonder is maybe extinct because of that exact te- yeah. technological advance. Because now, you know, because it gets popular because of TikTok or YouTube or whatever viral sensation, like, is there a true one-hit wonder in this day and age? I mean, probably you could look back to the 2000s and there's still one-hit wonders, but 2010, like that decade to 2020, was there? I think that there's still going to be one-hit wonders, but I think that it's going to be a lot of one-hit wonders in the way that like the pop punk and ska music that we grew up with is technically a one hit wonder. But to us, it's like, no, we had all of those records. Yeah, and Mighty like, Mighty Boston's yeah. are, are technically a one hit wonder, but they're not to me. Yeah. Like, I think that there's kids growing up on like the SoundCloud rap where like they know every single song by like Little Peep or like any of these. Who doesn't? But like, if you look at the radio charts, it's like he maybe had one song that broke through. So I think there's going to be a lot more of that. Shout out to SoundCloud because SoundCloud really broke a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, things are a lot different now because you don't need to be on the the radio to be popular. You could not get played on the radio at all and have 100 million plays on your song and you're famous, but end all be all is the radio and MTV anymore. That's not, yeah, that's not the thing. So it would be rare for there to be a one hit wonder. So I would go as far as saying the radio defined one hit wonders in 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. So that's kind of what defined it. But today, a one hit wonder can be defined different ways. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of the time we talk about our gauge is sometimes, like, or at least for me, like my gauge is like, would my mom know this song versus would she know any of the other songs by that artist? You know what I mean? And it's like, but she wouldn't know any of the, like, I wouldn't know any of the songs that are popular right now because I don't really listen to the radio to begin with, but most of the popular stuff isn't being played. Like you said, it's not being played on the radio. It's being streamed. I feel I'm in touch with it. Matt, that's a great segue to talking about moms. (laughs) Yeah, true. So I actually put the video on for the song and I started watching it and I was like, wow, the love interest in this video looks exactly like my mom did when she was young. And then I actually went to my parents' house and I showed them the video and they're like, yes, that's exactly. My stepdad was like, yes, that's what my mom looked like when she was younger. They went to high school together. And my mom agreed too. Like it legit looks a lot like my mom. Are you sure it's not her? 
she joked and said it was, but I don't know. But it, it eerily looks like my mom. So I kind of felt weird watching and trying to put myself as Duncan Sheik because I usually do that when I watch a movie or TV. I'm always you know, the guy going after the love interest. So this one was kind of hard for me because I kept thinking it was my mom. Yeah, close to what you're saying. When I listen to a song or watch a movie or whatever, I always just picture I'm Duncan Sheik, regardless of what it is. (laughs) Uh, But also, I watched the video before you came here because you told me that yesterday. And yeah, I agree. Definitely dark complexion. The eyes, they're the same. Short hair. Yeah, my mom had that short, like, pixie haircut, you know. What, in like the 80s. Yeah. I'll find a picture and send to you guys of my mom with short hair. Nice. So, from when she was young. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it in the group so everyone can... And we'll take a screenshot from the video and people... We'll put a poll. We'll put a poll up on our Instagram story. Does this... Do they look the same? Yeah, man. <laughs> so otherwise, with this song, yeah, uh, Duncan Sheik went on to be a successful composer on Broadway. We mentioned that. This song was actually nominated for a Grammy for Best Male Pop Vocal Performance that year. Lost to Elton John, Candle in the Wind. Or as Matt put in the notes, Candle in the Wood. <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe what he calls it. <laughs> but this was the... So Candle in the Wind, was this the... S- it was the probably Princess Die one. Yeah, right. But that was 97, so it was probably the 97 Grammys. This probably came out just on the tail end of 96, where it didn't qualify for the 96 Grammys. I know, but... This was the second time Candle in the Wind was released, right? When Princess died. Yeah, yeah the first time was in the 70s. So what's he getting? Because he changed a couple lyrics. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I think that's cheating. Yeah. yeah. He Sorrel. changed Norma Jean to England's Rose, and I'm pretty sure that's the extent I of the lyrical change. I think Duncan Sheet got screwed. <laughs> yeah, he probably does, too. Wow. They're going to just re-release. I mean, I love Elton John. Don't get me wrong, but that's, that's messed up. You have to think that Duncan Sheik as a singer-songwriter, like... There's got to be as as angry as I'm sure he would be. It's also like he probably loves Elton John. I feel like that's probably like an easy yeah, and to loss. lose to him. I mean, he probably went there and was like, eh, I lost Elton John. I wouldn't feel so bad if we got nominated for our band and we lost to the Strokes. When when another cheetah gets nominated for a best rock song, and then and then we lose to the Strokes for their re-release of Last Night, where they changed two lyrics to be about Trump or something like, then yeah, I would be pissed about that. <laughs> so from a musical standpoint, we both play music. I noticed towards the end there's a key change that's uh-huh. really awesome. Yeah. And usually when you go to a key change at the end of a song, it usually doesn't go back, but I'm pretty sure it goes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the key change happens in the bridge. The bridge is awesome at this song. And it, it, that's the I've come to find. I may never know. You're changing mind. Is it friend or foe? I rise above or sink below with every time you come and go. The lyrics are great through and through. And like I said, it reads like poetry to me. And also when I talked to Matt about this song, I was like, I put it on a mix this past summer. Like it has, you know, since mixtapes, CDs, you know, playlists. Duncan Sheik always finds his way on there. This song. Yeah, it's great. And I love the way it ends is awesome too, because it's like, yeah, I'm thinking it over. I'm thinking it over anyway. And I know what you're doing, but then it ends on that. But I see it all too clear. Oh, yeah, the finality is nice. Yeah, such a, a very, a very great ending. Leaves you with that little bit of suspense, but, but like, yeah. That, that wraps it up perfectly as I see, I know exactly what you're doing, but I'm still falling for it. I'm still, you know, regardless of the fact that I know exactly what you're doing, I'm still here for it. It's a, it's a great song. I bet it worked. I bet whoever wrote the song about her and was like, yes, Duncan, 
I will stay with you. Absolutely. And if they didn't, they blew it because, yeah, if I, Duncan Sheik's so good at music and so handsome that I kind of feel like th- th- he can't, th- did he really have this happen to him? I, I don't know. I'd be. I think it's real. I feel like these lyrics are real. Yeah. You can, you can kind of feel it. You can feel it in, in the delivery and whatever. But, uh, okay. So, I, I mean, do we, once again, do we need to do it? I think it's a, it's a thunder for me. Oh, 100% thunder. uh, And this is the best part of the show where I really think that you have to have Matt always weigh in because you have to have the third. I mean, if it's tied. Yeah. It's thunder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's unanimous thunder for this song. Yeah. Every aspect of it is the song itself. Dig deeper into his catalog. It's great. You're probably going to, if you like barely breathing, you're going to love digging into his catalog. I especially recommend the daylight album. I think that from front to back is a great album and uh, yeah, great song to add to a mix for a crush <laughs> or something like that, or just a mix for yourself. Yeah. I would definitely use this on a playlist for a crush. Set the mood, put this, put this song on. Invite- I'd probably put it towards the end too. But the scary thing is today, if you make a playlist for someone, they, at least some people I know listen to it on random. Like you can't do that. Like I set out the, I start it. Right. I have a middle and I have an end, and all right. these songs matter. Right. Like the the order of them. It's like you know when we talk about albums now. Like the albums even exist anymore. Yeah, I mean there's an art to putting an album together, just like there's an art to making a playlist for somebody. And yeah, that's a bummer that people would put it on shuffle because that yeah you're thinking about like the the wave of the way they listen to it. And yeah, you guys probably both maybe not Matt made mixtapes. Like that, yeah, that was hard. It was yeah. a lot of work. You know, not only do you have to have like, you got to play on one record on the other. It's hard enough to set that up. Plus then you got to write the songs on the little liner that you have. And I had the worst handwriting. So often I'd have like a demo writing one where I'd write them all down. Then I'd rewrite it just so it was legible. I did art on the cover of it, oh, all the yeah. song titles. There was a name for it. Like, oh, and barely breathing. Oh man, if that was on there, I may have named it like, Barely breathing, a mix for Stacy <laughs> or something like that, like something real, like uh, you know, proper or something like that. But uh, yeah, man, th- this will forever be at least considered for playlists of mine. It's it's a staple, uh, it's a go to. And uh, Duncan Sheik, if you're listening, big fan. Uh, if you listen to some other episodes, Duncan Sheik, you'll see we're not always this we're not always yeah. this nice about about one hit wonders, and we use one hit calling you a one hit wonder is definitely kind of downplaying the artist and and what you've accomplished or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, this is the one hit that yeah our parents would know if that's the gauge that Matt uses or or the average person would know. So yeah, man, yeah, Duncan Sheik, we love you if you're out there listening. Great guy. Great music all around. Just great dude. Right. Yeah. That's how we'll end this. Duncan Sheik, we love you. Bye, Duncan. This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Fafaios of Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah, and produced by Matt Kelly of the Geekscape Network. Underneath me is Lemon Yellow Pants the newest song by Another Cheetah. It's available everywhere that music can be streamed. Let us know your thoughts on the show by emailing us at onehitthunderpodcast at gmail.com and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Tune in next week for another episode of One Hit Thunder. Cheetah and lemon yellow pants, the way you suck it, Paul, but still look really cool.
Geekscape Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.